Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Employees, your emotions don't matter. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Now, that's a very harsh thing to say. Let me make sure I'm explaining myself clearly. The people that I work with, I want them to be happy. I want them to do well. I want them to be successful. If they want to move on, I want to help them in any way I possibly can. But if the question is, am I interested in friendship or am I interested in the work? I'm interested in the work. It's not angry when I say that. It is just a recognition of what I'm doing here. And what I'm doing here is the work. And I need people who can help me do it. And that is the thing that I value because that's what it's about. If friendships uh, bloom and, and relationships evolve and, you know, you enjoy somebody's company, that's great. But as long as they get the work gets done, that is the, the, the lead topic. That's the top thing. And no matter what's going on in your life, and sometimes you need some time, sometimes you need a day, something happens out there in the world, you have to be able to control your emotions and get back to work. This is Universal Music Group and a production coordinator by the name of Michael Lopez. And Michael Lopez was so bothered by the overturning of Roe, of Roe v. Wade, he announced uh, to his... Uh, company that the work he was supposed to do, the reports that he was supposed to get out and uh, process and then send to 275 people on his list, he didn't do. Literally said, I didn't do them today. I'm in mourning due to the attack on people with uteruses in the United States. Federally guaranteed access to abortion is gone. First, people with uteruses? You mean women? When will people realize, when will women realize progressives want to erase you? You don't exist. You're not real to them. You don't matter to them. They want to erase women. It's insane. Secondly, you're in mourning because the Supreme Court overturned Roe. So you didn't go to, you didn't go to work. That's insane. You took the money. You didn't do the thing, but you took the money. He then continues that Universal Music Group must stop donating to anti-abortion, anti-queer, anti-trans politicians like Marsha Blackburn, Ken Buck, or Victoria Sparks, the Indiana 5th, my member of, of Congress. Or expect more unproductive days. Yours in fury, Michael Lopez. They fired him. A manager told him to take the rest of the day off. He returned to work the following Monday, greeted with a surprise Zoom video chat with HR, and got let go for not doing your job, disrupting the day of 275 people, and poor judgment. And he, this is what he says. A brown queer person terminated during Pride Month speaking in support of abortion rights. Seems like that's exactly what America is all about right now. You selfish bastard. You don't know how to control your emotions, and the company needs to get its job done. You think your emotions are more important than the company. That's why you got fired. And that's the right move. Because I'm sure there are plenty of people in the company upset about the overturning of Roe and may very well agree with you. You know what they did? They went to work. Because that's 
how it has to happen. You have to go to work. You have to keep moving. This guy wanted the world to stop because he was mourning. And if you don't stop this, well, you're going to get more unproductive days. And he thinks he should still get paid because he's gay and because he's, he's, he's a person of color. He's, look how special he is. Because all his life he's been told how special he is. And those things are like superpowers and no one can say anything about you if you're a person of color or, or you're gay. Anything they do, they're racist or, 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 or they're homophobic. See how easy that is? It's like uh, white privilege and white fragility. See how easy it is? Anybody disagrees with you, oh, it's your white privilege. Oh, you disagree? Oh, it's your white fragility. See? It's not how you engage in conversation. That's how hateful, bigoted people engage in conversation. Just not rational people. Emotions will hurt you. And acting out on your emotions is the problem. Too many people believe that they are allowed to act out on their emotions and you have to somehow change who you are for their emotions or they see their emotions as this this um i, I guess uh they they see being emotional as a uh, power move this was representative acacia cortez oh come on we haven't even heard what she said yet come on now Ari. Every time you do this to me. So this was Representative Ocasio-Cortez walking down, down the streets of the Bronx before the weekend. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday. And I say happy because joy, too, can be an act of resistance. Um, I want to talk about personal acts of reclamation because sometimes people will say... There's nothing I can do, I can't do, I feel so powerless. And there is no act too small um, that you can engage in. And even today, I have a personal errand. Um, I need to redo my nails. And I've decided that I'm going to use my new manicure as almost like a personal act of reclamation for me and my story. Now... There is no doubt that you could be having a rough day and you'd be like, you know what? I need to get some control back in my life. I'm going to go do this thing for me, whatever, whatever the thing may be. That absolutely happens. Lots of people have done it. I have done it. No question. But when you decide I'm going to make a video walking down the street to talk about reclamation, to talk about resistance, and I'm going to get my nails done. What, dear child, are you talking about? Now, I've often said, I want to go on record. I was the first person to say it, who never once attacked Representative Ocasio-Cortez as a person, but discussed her policies as childlike and her attitude as childlike. Can we discuss how the mighty have fallen when it comes to her? This is somebody who went from the best Twitter game in the game to becoming a seriously hot mess. This was her over the the, the, the the weekend talking, or just before the weekend, talking about, still talking about Roe and talking about uh, pregnancy. So I'm sorry, but a bunch of men who are very ignorant about medicine, biology, 
uh, rape culture that and misogyny that they were raised in, including legal liability and how it factors in with the medical uh, with the medical field. They are it, people who are ignorant to all of that are the ones that are writing these laws. Some of them were even written in the 1800s. So don't tell me that people in the 1800s knew what an ectopic pregnancy was. First, let's 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 take a, a, a step back. If I disagree with you, am I part of rape culture? That's that whole white fragility thing again. Oh, you don't dis- you don't agree? Oh, you're, you 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 think that's wrong? Oh, that's your white fragility. Oh, you disagree? That's because you were raised in rape culture. Wow. I, again, proof of the childlike. Also, as has been pointed out from the people at uh, Life News, the first surgery to treat an atopic pregnancy was in 1883. And the first recorded atopic pregnancy was diagnosed by French surgeons in 1693. And there's a question of whether or not the first surgery to treat an atopic pregnancy was in uh, 19, uh, I'm sorry, 1883 or 1884. So here she is making a video about how everybody else is stupid, everybody else is dumb, no one knows anything, and she gets it wrong. So what happens in an atopic pregnancy is that you've got the egg instead of uh, in 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 uh, the the uterus. Uh, it's in um, it's in one of the uh, uh, fallopian tubes. Just in case you you were wondering, uh, you know, I, I, I try to be as medically professional as I can. You know, I went with that when I could have clearly gone with the Doogie Hauser. You know what? I'm slipping today, guys. You take Independence Day off, and the next thing you know, you just forget yourself. How bad has her Twitter game become? She used to be like unstoppable and untouchable. So absolutely ignorant. And the ignorance, which we discuss as childlike, think about how children act. Children believe that they are right because they have no worldview from which to pull. And certainly they don't know about somebody else's uh, thoughts. They only know what it is they want at the time that they want it. So therefore, they get unbelievably upset, angry, tantrum when they don't get what they want, because after all, they want it. They don't know how else to express themselves. Well, Representative Ocasio-Cortez is exactly the same. She's a child. She is a child. Every policy she has is childlike. Every explanation she has is that of a child, of a self-absorbed, narcissistic little girl, because she happens to be a woman. Although I don't know if she recognizes or, or identifies as a woman, so maybe I have to apologize for that, because the last thing I'd want to do is tell somebody they're a woman when they're not, even though she is, and I know she is, but I don't know if I'm allowed to say that she is, even though I know that it is, because if I do, that might be considered bigoted. Oh, these days are very difficult. She is a she is a woman, but she acts like a dumb girl. Her policies are that of a dumb child. Now, you could say to me, wow, Tony, you wouldn't say that about a man. Are you kidding? Are you kidding all the time? You want to talk about Pete Buttigieg? 
and this and the push toy. Well, you just get an electric car, everything will be better. Child. Child. In over his head, child. Incapable of running uh, the transportation uh, department. Child. John Kerry. Climate change is a more important threat than the Chinese. Child. All right. Old child, but child. It's because the liberalism creates the childlike mind. They have the answer for everything with no connection to history. These people have never read a book. Remember, for the progressive, what happened yesterday has no bearing on what they do today, and what happened today will have no bearing on what they do tomorrow. The world started for them at this moment. And so, therefore, they can have any feeling that they want. You're so upset about Roe, the rest of the company has to stop and wait for you? You, you're a production coordinator at Universal. You think that the albums don't get recorded or that money doesn't flow or whatever they do doesn't happen until you're ready to do it? You're going to threaten the company and you're amazed you get fired? And then you hide behind uh, the color of your skin and your sexual identity Oh, they can't fire me. I'm this and I'm this. Screw you. You're a waste of time and a child who isn't prepared to live in the real world where you have to do work. Ocasio-Cortez is a child. Maybe child is better than little girl because I do call them children, but I don't often, I've never called Buttigieg a little boy. You know what? I'm a, I have an aversion to the to the word boy. Maybe that's why. Ooh, a little bit of a little bit of identifying right there. Philosophy still holds. By the way, I've engaged in more introspection live right there on the air in the last 15 seconds than Representative Ocasio Cortez has in her entire life. Why? Child. Adult Tony Child Alexandria. I mean, I don't know how, I swear to you, I didn't plan that. I literally right there said, hmm, I don't say that. I say that because of this, right? Figuring it out. She doesn't figure it out. She assumes she knows all. Child. I'm going to have my nails done. That'll show you. It's going to empower me to do what? Shouldn't you be working with uh, the people of New York to try and ensure New York has all the most uh, uh, liberal abortion laws ever? No. You work to try and put abortion clinics on federal land, and you want to pack the court. You don't believe in the systems. You want to tear it down. You talk about the fact that the Supreme Court was built on a creaky foundation because you don't like what they did, so therefore it has to go away. When you don't like it, it has to go away. When you like it, it gets to stay. When you drop the filibuster and you pack it with 42 justices, all of them who are your friends, then the court will be fine. Child. A child. This is so much of what we're dealing with. This is so much of the problem in society. And as uh, I discussed with, with Michael Walsh from uh, thepipeline.org, uh, and, and if you didn't catch that interview, I'll, I'll share it with you Uh very, very interesting stuff. I mean, we're talking about Trump, but really we're talking about concepts of idol worship and 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 even even moreover, um, how how uh, the right gets its own in its own way, and the left uh, has got this kind of figured out. Uh, very, very worthwhile stuff. And I look forward to if you haven't heard already, I look forward to sharing it with you. 
But just two great examples, this guy from, from Universal Music Group and Representative Ocasio-Cortez, who just, they'll say anything. Believe, you know, they said it, so therefore it must be true. Their feelings are the only things that matter, and history, facts, logic, and reason are meaningless. I actually enjoy the people I work with, but I never forget the fact that it's work, and the work is what has to get done. What can I say? Another difference between the adult and the child. I'm Tony Katz. Robert Reich, speaking of children, former Secretary of Labor, a doozy uh, of a of a tweet uh, of a quote, uh, understanding this this economy and being unwilling, being unwilling to deal with reality. Now Biden is the worst uh, on this. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. I'll get to that in a moment. This was Robert Reich. Reminder, inflation isn't being driven by government spending. It's being driven by a handful of giant corporations who are jacking up prices and raking in record profits. (laughs) You can't be... He's a professor now, right? Berkeley. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, Just a reminder, if you hire anybody from Berkeley, best of luck. Best of luck. Allow me a little advice for when the applicant from Berkeley walks in the door. Giant corporations are creating inflation. It's not government spending. It's not supply chain. Okay. Well, of course, that's not true. Of course, that's not true. Every rational mind who has spent four seconds speaking to anybody about this subject knows that. We talked to economist uh, Dr. Matt Will and a host of others. We know this isn't the case. We're fully aware. But man, they are good with lying to you, me, and we. They kind of love it. I love it. Can't get enough of it. Mm-mm, delicious. It's, uh, it's no way to run a country. Find everything at TonyCats.com. This is Tony Katz today. Malcolm Brogdon, no longer a Pacer, heading to the Celtics. The Pacers picking up five and a draft pick. I'm not good enough yet to know if this is a win, but I don't think it's a loss. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Guys, good uh, to be with you. So I I think the issue with Brogdon was not the fact that the, the Pacers didn't like him. I think they liked him. It just was clear that uh, some some injuries, right? He did 36 games uh, last season, and he hasn't played more than 56 games since uh, joining the Pacers back in 2019. I think they like the dude, but they clearly have created a new team.
That's very, very obvious. So uh, the Pacers are getting Daniel. Is it Theis? Theis. Theis. Aaron Nesmith, Nick Stauskas. Stauskas. That's it. Um, and uh, Juwan Morgan and Malik Fitz. They have $31 million in cap room, and they have three first-round picks if the Cavaliers make the playoffs. I forget which player that's for. Probably Karis LeVert. Right. Thank you very much. You are you are a trained professional right there. Right? The better they do with the pick, the, the better we do with, with, uh, with their pickup, the better we do with the picks. That's, that's often the way a lot of these deals work. So I think there's some questions to whether or not this is a great deal for the Pacers or not. I, I don't know. I don't think I know enough yet to know. Right? That's something that you will never hear one of the sports guys say about politics. They don't know a holy damn thing, yet they mouth off and spout, out, spout off like it's their job, thinking they know everything about politics. The sports guys drive me nuts. It's one of the reasons I do more sports. I'm not giving, I'm not giving them command of the operation. There has been this great story, and producer Ari and I have been following it, about uh, LIV, this new golf tour. And it's backed by the Saudis. And people are very upset that they're, these, these PGA players are going to this new tour. They're doing it all for the money. The Saudis, they, they, they murdered uh, 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 Khashoggi, not a journalist, but they still murdered the man. And, of course, they, what they did on September 11th. The September 11th families are infuriated. How could, how could these players do this? Bob Lay formerly of ESPN, you know, before ESPN was this woke hellscape of nonsense, starts asking the proper question. The LIV golf thing has unleashed a fury of convenient and easy outrage. Not that I disagree with it at all. It's really easy to be, uh, you know, PO'd and angry about LIV golf in Saudi. All I ask for is a philosophical and ideological consistency. Apply it to China consistently, LeBron. Damn. If you can't work with the Saudi government because the way they treat women and their their record on this, that, and the other, how in the world can you just turn around and say it's fine that the NBA works with China? And the answer is, is that it's easy to say Saudi Arabia is bad. To say China is bad, you have to look at LeBron James and say you're wrong. And since that will get you attacked as a, as a sports writer or, or a sports radio host, since that will prevent you from getting interviews, since that will make you look like a racist, these guys cowardly say nothing and then move about their business. It's why so many of the sports guys lean left. It's so they can get the interview. Now, it's not true of all sports guys. It's absolutely not true of all sports guys. But the sports guys have not learned that that uh, Michael Jordan was right. Republicans buy sneakers too. Just talk the sports. If you have a position, say, "Hey, this bothers me or that bothers me," but don't don't pretend that you have a, any level of ideological purity. Bob Lay is making up making a great point, and it deserves to be noted that the NBA turns its back on China, which is a human rights abuser from the word go, if we're going to talk about human rights. They imprison Uyghur Muslims and put them into slave labor camps. 
And the NBA says, hey, let's make a lot of money in China. Oh, that Daryl Morey, he wants to support Hong Kong protesting? Well, well, he needs to get educated. LeBron James telling Daryl Morey he has to get educated is criminally insane. You mean the guy who has made a billion dollars from his NBA career and what it has allowed him to do outside of it can't figure out how to speak out against China and their abuses? Can't use that platform, that voice for good? But all of these guys, oh, they got something to say about Saudi Arabia. After September 11th, we should have blown up 10 or 12 palaces and killed 40 or 50 members of the royal family. That should have happened the following hour, but it didn't. I blame George Bush, and I would personally blame him nose to nose. But here we are today. And the truth is you need Saudi Arabia in the fight against Iran because Iran is a worse enemy. I didn't say the world wasn't ugly. I'm saying it's factual. Fight me, bro. There is no part of the Abraham Accords that comes together without Saudi Arabia's tacit approval. And the Abraham Accords fundamentally change the Middle East. By allowing nations to have relations with Israel without having to worry about the Palestinian problem. A problem they have foisted upon themselves, a problem that exists because of Iran and terrorist organizations like Hamas and Hezbollah, and a problem that will not be gone until Iran and their murderous regime that funds terrorism is gone. Just in case we were wondering. I don't argue that Saudi Arabia is a great nation. Filled with great people and great leadership. I argue that if you that Bob Lay is right, that if you're going to be mad, be mad at it all across the board and say something about it. I don't know where these sports guys are to say something about it. Doesn't seem to me like they say much about anything. This was uh, the Twitter account Pro Football Talk. Producer Ari, you've ever heard about this? Sure. Oh, so you follow Pro Football Talk? No, but I'm familiar with their Twitter account. Okay. This was Pro Football Talk on July 3rd. Since gas prices are currently a hot topic for debate, here's a fact. Oh, God! Yes. Pro Football Talk wants to talk about gas prices. Ew, David. The retail sellers of gasoline, convenience stores, gas stations, grocery stores, wherever, put their thumbs on the scale harder, the higher the price goes. And uh, they, they continue. When I was practicing law, I learned how the game works. Higher gas prices always means greater profits for their people sell- for the people selling the gas. They just keep their mouths shut and count the money. You mean the NBA? When they when they take all that money from commie China. Commie murderous low down low class low rent commie China. That's when they count the money. Now, never mind that Pro Football Talk has no concept of how economics works. 
and no concept of how these gas stations work and just lied through his damn teeth because being a lefty is where it's all at. And they think they can do this. They don't stick to the thing they know. Now you say to me, Tony, you're not sticking to the thing you know. You're not a sports guy. Correct. I'm teaching myself. I'm teaching myself because I I, I think it's it's good to know things and, and culturally how things connect. But I'm sick and tired of these sports guys jumping into this world, not knowing a damn thing, thinking their, their, their feelings is what matters, as opposed to some level of research. I'm tired of these guys being schmucks on my dime. And they're schmucks. And politically, they so lean in one direction so they can still get an interview. I mean, it's cowardly. I have governors who won't talk to me, assembly members who won't call me back, members of Congress who who would run the other direction if I was walking down the street. You got to honestly address the situation. These guys. These guys. They wouldn't honestly address something if their life depended on it because it would mean they won't be invited to a party. I mean, those are just the facts as presented. By the way, we should discuss a little bit of uh, Joe Biden on gas because holy cow, does he not understand he's the problem? Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. So, so that whole story about the, the ignorant sports Twitter account brings us to the gas prices conversation and the ignorant president of the United States who is is totally working his his thug world right he's channeling his inner popcorn popcorn was a bad dude and he puts out a, a tweet that reads my message to the companies running gas stations and setting prices uh, at, at the pump is simple. This is a time of war and global peril. Bring down the price you are charging at the pump to reflect the cost you're paying for the product and do it now. That's the president of the United States sending a tweet to oil and gas companies saying reduce the prices or else. Corn pop indeed. By the way, do you think Biden has enough on the ball to even play Uncle Junior? I mean, he's just tough guy in it left and right. You bring down to the, the price to something I'm okay with. If you engaged in energy security, Mr. President, we would have more in the marketplace and therefore prices would be down. Or at least less. They might not be as low as you'd like them to be, but they'd at least be less. You'd at least be trying. No, instead he goes about threatening gas and oil companies and they're like, uh, yeah, we're, we're working on it. Maybe if you made it a little bit easier to do X, Y, and Z. But Biden... A guy who, uh, you know, never, ever sees his own uh, problem. It's always somebody else. And remember, Biden's not a nice guy. Biden is a jerk of a guy. 
He's a nasty, rude guy. He has always been demissive, always been demeaning, always a believer in his own voice. Never mind how wrong he has been on so many policy issues. When asked about gas prices, he said, if it's my fault, why is it the case that in every other major industrial country in the world that inflation is higher? You ask yourself that and then follows up with, I'm not being a wise guy. No one thinks you're being a wise guy. No one thinks you're wise. But you are threatening these companies. If Trump put out that tweet, it would be nonstop freaking hysteria. It's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's the procedure, everyone? What's the procedure? Stay calm. What's going on? Holy crap, I am freaking out. Everyone be out of their head. Just how dare Trump? He's attacking private business. Trump this, Trump that. Biden does it. Doesn't it doesn't even get a, a a blip. That's why people despise mainstream media so much. Literally, the U.S. Oil and Gas Association responded to his tweet by saying, working on it, Mr. President. In the meantime, have a happy fourth, and please make sure the White House intern who posted this tweet registers for Economics 101 for the fall semester. The president is getting punched in the face. Jeff Bezos, Amazon, called this tweet either straight-ahead misdirection or a deep misunderstanding of basic market dynamics. And that is correct. And the misdirection part is absolutely true. Biden has failed. His policies, left-leaning ideological policies, have failed. And so the answer is try and blame others, take no, nothing on, on yourself, and hope that your followers are dumb enough to go along with it because after all they've been taught so long to hate oil and gas companies right they're not capitalists they don't believe in capital whatsoever they think that somehow employees should should have all the all the say as opposed to owners who actually put out the risk So Biden's getting punched in the face by people who actually know things, who have actually done things. John Kirby, senior National Security Council spokesperson, uh, says the White House takes, quote, great exception at the idea that this is somehow misdirection. No one cares what you take exception at. What we care about is that we're back to paying $5 a gallon for gas and it's starting to creep back up. Now, maybe uh, that's just uh, Indiana, where they actually increased gas taxes. In case you're wondering, Republican supermajority. Republican supermajority increasing taxes. This is the weirdest Republican party ever. But Biden won't take responsibility for anything. His party, they, they look, they know he's a fool. They know he's an ignorant dude. They know they don't have somebody to run in 2024, and they are very concerned about this. But they keep wanting to push like everything's okay. Nothing's okay. 
And ignorance like this from the president isn't okay. So even if party officials can't come out and say it, why don't we have CNN saying this is silly? This is just flat out wrong. MSNBC, uh, the, 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 the culture folk. Because the culture folk would rather be screaming about Roe than this. More people care about gas prices than care about the overturning of Roe, if only because the overturning of Roe gives the people back their voice to make decisions for themselves in their states. And gas prices, well, that prevents them from going out to dinner. Or takes away from profit margin when you're in certain industries. Or prevents a level of vacation. Limits mobility. I'm glad Biden took some punches in the face for this. Really ugly stuff. But then again, he's an ugly dude. He always has been. Keep it here. This is Tony Katz today.